1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we head towards the closing stages of the transfer window Celtic signed South Korean striker Oh, when will we see Georgios Jakimakis heading out of the club? Jim Goodwin survives for now following the Darvel Cup humiliation Motherwell dip into the Japanese market Eamon Brophy's off to Ross County And could Kevin Nesbitt leave Hibs? I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley Coming towards the end of the transfer window, Gordon, the day we always like, transfer deadline day. Um, I've heard a few things today in regards to Hibs, Ryan Porches, Kevin Nisbet. I think the club want to keep hold of both, but I don't think they'll be able to keep hold of Ryan definitely. And it looks like Kevin Nisbet could be heading the same way. So interesting to see what Hibs do with the rest of this window, definitely. So this quiet moment, Simon. Are we getting there with a slightly busy day? Well, I don't know because I walked in here and this guy was in his club car outside on a call. <laughs> So there might be an exclusive. Georgius Jakimakis off to Palmerston. The loan has signed. Likes the Astro. For Celtic. Six, six days to go, so <laughs> I never know. It's entirely possible. And uh, do you know what? I, I can't wait for the midweeks when he has to come in here and face us if it doesn't go to plan at the weekend. But he's, he's off scot-free. He didn't have a game at the weekend. <laughs> no game yet, but he's I'm, just I'm about surviving. You've been, you've been working hard. Yeah. Week, been busy. Bo- yeah, boys have been working really hard. It's been good. We had, we had a full week at it. Um, we've got Peterhead this weekend. I'm just looking at the fixture. Yeah, <laughs> Peter. Oh, Massive. Massive. They saw me coming. I'm Montrose away, then Peter Head away. Saw me coming. 01419511025. Come on down then, get your point across to Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley. There was a big piece of transfer news in Glasgow today. Celtic have signed South Korean striker O. So, Celtic fans, very simply, what do you make of that? What do you make of that piece of business? I'm sure you've been doing your research. We'll help you uh, along the way with that. So, what do you make of him as a player? Are you happy with that signing? I've yet to meet anyone who doesn't think this is because Georgius Jakimakis is going to leave. If you have alternative thoughts, feel free to share them. How do you see that side of it panning out? Uh, and anything else at all out there on the transfers, like we say, speculation about Kevin Nesbitt, Motherwell have signed the Japanese player, Rangers fans, you're still reacting, I'm sure, to Todd Cantwell's arrival, what's going to be next for you. And, of course, I think part of the Scottish footballing world will take much more than one night uh, to get over Darvel and Aberdeen and we had a really busy show last night really enjoyed it with Darvel manager Mick Kennedy uh, in the studio if you've got any leftover thoughts on any of the cup action you can feel free to share them as well 01419511025 won't dwell on it but come on still, it's still on everyone's mind isn't it yeah it was amazing I was actually uh, trying to play a game of tennis and while it was going on and I had to get my phone out just you've to changed. watch the end of it I know, trying to keep fit honestly yeah the belly's coming ah, not bad not bad okay. but no the game what a brilliant game and that's what you know the, the cup's all about it's absolutely fantastic to watch obviously not so great for Aberdeen fans but I was buzzing for the, the Darvel fans and the manager's uh, kind of pre-game team talk was absolutely fantastic so no full congratulations to them yeah, I watched it all uh, and we spoke about it last week I think Friday night I was in we were talking about the romance of the cup and mm-hmm. the pressure of Aberdeen having to go to Darvo on the back of the 5-0 you know capitulation at Tynecastle did not envy them one bit but I thought uh, it was weird because I didn't, I didn't ever really think Darvo were hanging on in the game you know they, they kind of Aberdeen had a couple of chances second half where the keeper saved uh, they obviously had the offside one that you know, treated a wee bit harshly with 
But I never ever thought Darvill were, were hanging on. They, they kept the ball really well at different times in the game. A wee bit fortuitous with the goal. But yeah, thoroughly deserved. And you know, they're hoping to fall up in the next round. Who's to say they can't go and get another result? Come on then, 01419511025. That is the number you need. First order of business, Celtic fans. You've made a signing. You've signed South Korean striker O. And I want to know what you make of it. Are you happy with that business? Uh, have you been on the old YouTube doing the, the, the usual thing, trying to find out a bit more about the player? What has your research told you? How do you see the forward line shaping up now? Is it you know, is it a matter of days before Jack and Marcus goes? All of your thoughts on the new signing right now, please, Celtic fans. Are you happy with it? 01419511025. We thought we would try and give you a bit of background. Because uh, I think we probably need it as well Let's be honest We spoke up uh, earlier We caught up with Michael Redmond Who's a Korean football expert From K-League United uh, He says always des- Describes him as being powerful Versatile And who at 21 years of age Is great value for money And um, He's a player who's very direct on the ball He loves to run against defenders And he always finds himself In some great space He's also a scrappy player as well So he's a player who Is not afraid to put a foot in He's not afraid to get involved If it gets a bit uh, sticky and- we need to realise that he's still a 21-year-old player who is still trying to get regular game time before the Korean national team. And um, he was a firm player in this, this Suwon setup. So £2.5 million, it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can adapt to the Scottish Premier League, just like Kyogo did when he joined Celtic. If he can adapt really well, then Celtic will look like they found themselves a bargain. Celtic fans, what do you think then? What do you make of the signing? Come on, 01419511025, get in touch. Um, we've also been asking uh, Michael various other questions about style and all that, and his, his background. Um, Michael Redmond says he's excelled and won trophies everywhere he's been. He understands that he might be second choice to Kyogo, but does believe he'll be pushing for a starting spot come the end of the season. But what we must remember about Ohyungu is he's still only 21 years old. He made his debut in 2019 for the Suwon Blue Wings' first team when he was only 18 years of age. Now, what he did in that first season, he won the FA Cup with Suwon, so he's already got that honour to his name. The next season, he went and joined the army side, uh, Sangju Sangmu, Gimchon Sangmu. They changed their name whilst he was there. Um this is because every South Korean footballer has to join the army still. They're still conscripted to play. However, if you're at a certain level, you are allowed to join the army side. He joined that in 2020, did his service, and actually promoted them from the K-League 2 to the K-League 1. So here's a player who, throughout his whole career, has kind of excelled for his age and always been a part of the squad. Now, we know that Celtic is definitely going to be a step up for uh, Hyungu. But it'll be interesting to see how much he's desiring to get game time. And I, I think for the re- remainder of the season, he will accept what comes of him. But then from the next season onwards, he would expect to try and get as much game time as uh, possible. Simon, on the face of it, what do you make of Celtic's business today? Interesting. Uh, exciting. You know, the track record of Ange uh, and his recruitment has been really good. Uh, most of them all have come in and been a success straight away. I think, as you say, it looks like he's going to be a replacement for Jackie Marcus. I know there's a lot of Celtic fans out there who Jackie Marcus was still a firm favourite. You know, they'll be disappointed to see him move on. I think I said last week that sometimes is football. Uh, it'll be interesting that that background there. You know, he's he's did his national service. He's been in and around first team football for three or four years. 
you know. So I think although he's only twenty one and, and young, it shows a maturity. You know what he's experienced in his life up until now. Uh, this is a big step for him, an exciting step for him. I think. Ange has said that he's kind of pushed it himself as well. You know, he wants to make this move. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Let's bring in James in, who's a Celtic fan from Kilsyth. James, what do you make of it? Celtic have done some significant business today. Are you happy with that? I'm absolutely happy. I think Ange is, is totally turned the team around in a year and a half. You know, he's taken them to a sinking ship and he's kept that ship afloat. And, and it's, um, you know, he's worked wonders, you know, um, and both and his, tra- his dealings in the transfer market, he has had one or two, you know, dubious ones. You know, like the the, the guy, um, the Japanese guy, is going, you know, he's going to go away. Yeah, Idiguchi's not played much, has he? Aye, he, he's not done much. You know, but if you you take you take Maeda, you you take uh, Hatate, uh, Hatate and, and Kyogo, absolutely fantastic signings. You know, so and if if, if Ange says. I mean, I, I listen to a, a lot of podcasts and you get people saying, oh, Angie's not doing this and he's not doing that. And they're a wee bit dubious about it, but you've got to look at the guy's track record. The guy's track record is unbelievable, you know, from what, what he's done. And, and he's actually made money for the club, you know. Yeah, Marvin, there will be, there's a few different categories, I guess, you can fall in. You may well know a great deal about, oh, you might have done your research and you might be excited about the player, or you can quite simply say, well... Ange Postacoglu gets far more right than he gets wrong, so there's a good chance that this is another one. Exactly. Um, you know, who are we to question any signing that he makes? Um, you know, the interesting bit for me is that this player is 21 years of age, so you know, the players that he's brought in before, Hatate, I think, is 25 at this moment in time, Kogo's maybe around 28. He's almost looking to the future now with these ones. You know, he's realising that all right, if we can sign younger players, we can build them up, get three or four good years out of them, and then sell them on. They're still within their prime. Um, so no, I'm li- I'm looking forward to see how how he settles. You know, how many games he plays between now and the end of the season. As Simon said earlier, it looks like they're going to uh, lose Jack Macus, which is for me a, a disappointing one for Scottish football because I think he's a, a fantastic forward. But no, I'm really interested to see how he settles. And again, before we even have to see him play, Simon, that's when you judge how, how good a player is, obviously. But a good bit younger than Jackimakis. Jackimakis's fee, if and when it arrives, will more than cover the fee that Celtic have paid for. Oh, you know, is that is it just a continuation of trying to to do that sort of business model? Yeah, I think that seems to be the way that Ange operates. You know, even with Juranovic after the World Cup, it was well documented that there was interest there. And he goes out and signs Johnston, you know, and has that cover there already. Uh, this one's kind of been bubbling away a wee bit with Jackie Marcus for a few weeks. Obviously, I look from his point of view, 28-29, wants first-team football, has done really well at Celtic whenever called upon, but he's playing second string to a, a guy who's in fantastic form and seems to be Angie's number one striker. Uh, so I can understand why he's kind of looking to move. But yeah, I, I think as as far as... Ange's concerned he always seems to be a step ahead since he came in even going back to this time last year when he brought the three players in he identifies what he wants or what he needs and they seem to be as I say one transfer window ahead James how how big are the the boots to fill of, of Jackie Marcus if he indeed does go are you a particular fan do you think that is it a big ask to be as good as him or do you think it's entirely possible that that this is an upgrade no, I, I think I think Jackie Marcus is a smashing player you know that the, the, the sort of one touch. You know the goals that he scored were absolutely brilliant, and it helped Celtic to win the league. There's no doubt in that. So he's more than paid back any money that they paid him. You know. So, but nobody, nobody's indispensable. You know that 
But when somebody moves on, you get somebody in. And we'll just need to wait and see how good this guy O is. But, um, you know, the, the, the commercial side won't be quite happy about it, you know, mm-hmm. because they're selling the jerseys and we'll pay for, pay for a letter for his name, you know. Well, that's so. the thing. If you just get O in the back, it'll obviously be cheaper. I've actually was, was delighted about this, not to be too flippant, but... This show, pundits and callers alike, to be fair, famous for butchering names of footballers up and down the country. So if we just stick with O, oh, surely, the boy surely, o. <laughs> even we can handle that. I've put a memo out to DL and Wilson in there. He's the one I worry about. Even us can't get that <laughs> bit wrong if we just stick with uh, with O. Um, James said there, you know, you, I can't remember the exact way he worded it about getting someone in when someone else leaves. The way Celtic... Have done at this window Is get them in Before they leave So Alistair Johnson came in Okay well Obviously Juranovic is going to go And it actually took a little bit longer Maybe than yeah. some people expected But that's indeed happened And presumably Yes the same Going to happen with Jackie Makish Yeah Yeah I was just thinking there What happens if, if he doesn't go And you know Then, then you have so three I wonder, strikers I wonder that about Juranovic As the weeks went on Yeah Because it's taken That one took longer than You know everyone thought it would have So I'm, I'm interested to see If Jack and Marcus definitely goes It would surely, be an interest Surely You would think so wouldn't you, you Well if Jack and but, Is not happy with his lack of game time At the moment But If you bring in a young player At 21 years of age And you say to him At the end of the season Jack and Marcus will be going And then yeah. Then it allows wow. the bed That's, that's an interesting one Yeah I mean, we're, we're talking about it And joking about it at the start There's only six days left so Yeah you know, something has to happen that quite quickly. Atlanta was that the latest club to feel like the I, list is I, getting I, longer yeah, and longer. It was, it was uh, Japan, and then I looked yep. the next thing he was going to America. And agents get busy though, don't they? This time yeah. of year, you know, a lot of stuff's leaked to to papers and, and everything else. A lot of it's mm. probably not even true. Japan, Atlanta, Dumfries, you know, just, all nice it's places. Possible, entirely possible. Uh, let's hear a bit more. Let's give James and the other Celtic fans a bit more uh, of an insight into what they can expect from. Uh, their new striker We've given you a bit so far Hopefully it's been of some use um, Michael Redmond The South Korean football expert Does believe he should be able to fit in With Celtic style of play And could benefit from the type of service he'll receive I definitely think that Ohyunkyo will be part of Celtic's play And he will be able to adapt it Really really quickly uh, We saw the style of play at Suwon Quite similar Where it was quick attacking football uh, With loads of width in, in the pitch And um, as I said earlier, he just always seems to find himself in a mass amount of space. And then he's still not afraid to uh, run at plays, run at defenders on the way to the attacking half. And, you know, there's been times where he's in some tight, tight spaces and he's managed to get that ball out and send a crossover or pass it to someone else or still beat them plays and still go on a run and take a shot himself. So um, he loves space. He loves width. And if he can get the service at Celtic, which he was getting at Suwon, I believe the, Cel- the Celtic service will be a lot better than what he received this season. Then I think we're in store for a few surprises from him. He seems to have been you know, sh- no stranger to sort of aerial duels as well, Simon. Fairly I think he went on, Rick, the I think he said in his interview today, obviously translated, if it was correct, that he, he, he has an aggressive nature. He likes mixing it physically. So it'll be interesting I've seen wee clips on social media mm. But anybody can look good in, in clips uh, So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, live See where he, he's at the, the guy there, is it Michael? Did you say that was talking uh, there? James, oh sorry, Michael from South Korea Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he seems to like him You know, and it'll be, uh, he's quite right You know, you would think a striker that will get a lot of chances You know, there'll be a lot of uh, stuff put into the box for him 
And that was one thing that Jackie Mackett was really good at, you mm-hmm. know, or is really good at. We're talking, or I'm talking about him in past tense here, but he is really good at that, getting on the end of things. As is Kyogo, you know, Kyogo's movement, I think, is a lot better. I think he's the best uh, in, the, in the league with his movement. So it'll be interesting to see how this, this kid fits in. I'm always fascinated with the, the profile, Marvin, particularly Celtic. They have this very certain way of playing that the manager wants them to play. I know you sometimes get this school of thought that okay, Kyogo fits that perfectly and therefore the other striker should be something different, should be a, a plan B, so to speak. Jackie Marcus maybe was a, a bit. Yeah. But you wonder though if you know elsewhere on the pitch, Ange Postacoglu tends to stockpile like for like. you know, like for like yeah. options. So it's interesting to see he's certainly a diff- different physical profile from Kyogo. Yeah, and that no, that's the thing. Obviously Ange's seen it that, you know, maybe centre forwards you need different ones, whereas like you say the centre of the park or wide areas Players are very, very similar. He freshens it up with players with similar attributes. But just one of the things, you know, listening about Owen, he's being described there, he sounds to me like he could play wide. You know, when you talk about, you know, being able to face players up and run at them and get out of tight areas, obviously I haven't seen a lot of him, so I don't know if he, if he could do that. But just, you know, the attributes that Matthew's talking about there makes me think, I wonder if this guy could play wide himself. Uh, thank you very much to James. That was James in Kilsyth to kick things off tonight. How are you feeling about it, Celtic fans? What do you think? Have you done your research? Have you done the YouTube search like James and everyone else? What do you make of it? What do you think of it as a piece of business? Where does this leave Jack and Marcus? Is he 100% gone? Is there any room for any sort of doubt? Uh, do let us know. 01419511025. And anything else at all that's on your mind, now is the perfect time to share it. Let's hear from you. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 01419511025. Or you can tweet your thoughts to the guys at Clyde SSB as well. We're talking transfer business first and foremost because Celtic have made a signing. South Korean striker O. Uh, is at the club now So I wonder what you make of it What do you make of the, the player The business What it means for Jack and Marcus, The striking options All the rest of it Now is the time And this is the place to share it 01419511025 So come on Let us know what you think If you want to change the subject altogether Then please do Feel free I know you Rangers fans It's been a uh, it was a quiet window then, Todd Cantwell's arrival. Uh, that was a couple of days ago. What's going to be next then? What's next after that? We we heard from Todd Cantwell on last night's show. We've spoken about him. You can uh, give us more of your thoughts, but maybe I look forward. What is next after Todd Cantwell, Rangers fans? What is next? Do let us know. 0141 951 1025. Uh, Ken is a Celtic fan on the line. What do you make of this latest piece of business, Ken? Well, I mean, from the... The clips I've seen of him, he, he looks quite good and he can take a penalty, which is more than you can say for Giacomacchius. I've never fancied him for penalties. And I've looked at his stats, you know, last year he had 36 games, 13 goals. Well, the two seasons before that aren't very good. 13 games in total, but no goals. But he looks like one for the future anyway. And I'm quite looking forward to seeing how he, how he plays. Uh, hopefully Jack and Marcus won't be going in this in this window because I think the new guy is going to take some time to bed in. Right, so you still think there is a chance Jack and Marcus stays and, and they have the three of them? Well, I'm I'm hoping that he'll be staying until at least the summer. Although something I read a wee, a wee while ago there was that Jack and Marcus was having difficulty settling in, not on the pitch, but he's having set, difficulty settling in off the pitch apparently, and that might be why he's looking to go at the moment. 
Especially for such a low fee. Well, that would be quite something if all three hung around. You're nodding though, Marvin. You, you don't think it's that outrageous? No, I don't. I, I'm with Ken, and I'll say it into Simon kind of off air that you know, Celtic still have games to win this season. You know, they need to win the league and they, they want to win things domestically. I just think it's, it's a tall order um, you know, for a young man to come across to a new league and expect to settle in straight away. Um, kind of, you know, obviously touch wood, it doesn't happen, but something to happen to Kyogo, maybe to miss a couple of weeks and you've only got that young striker and trying to bed him in. I, I just don't think it would be the craziest thing for, you know, Jack and Macus for Ange to say to him, listen, in the summer, we'll let you go, but at this moment in time, I need you in and around it and, you know, just do this last four or five months for the club. And you know, I wouldn't be too surprised by that. Simon, is yeah. this not the same as the Jack and Macus and um, Juranovic and Alistair Johnson situation? It possibly is. And, I, I, you know, Marv's actually... <laughs> got me thinking about it in a different way because he's absolutely right you know if if something happens to Kyogo maybe this lad could come in and hit the ground running like the rest of them uh, Ken's looked at the stats I wouldn't read too much into the stats Ken in terms of this kid's 21 you know he's just he's starting out in his career uh, it'll be interesting to see what part he has to play here from now to the end of the season but I'm, I'm, I'm with Marv you know it'll be interesting six days to go I think a lot of the Celtic fans would be a lot more comfortable if they if they knew Jackie Marcus was still part of the squad because we only have to look to last year when Kyogo fell out the team through injury after the League Cup final. Jackie Marcus was excellent. You know, he really kept Celtic moving in the, the correct direction, you know, by scoring goal after goal. I think there was a couple of hat tricks in there and he's fought, he ended up top goal scorer. So... I think that's why he's became a bit of a favourite and I think a lot of the Celtic fans are a wee bit concerned just if, if he moves on. But yeah, I wouldn't write it off that, you know, the, the three of them would be there and that would be, for me, an even stronger position. You know, the two guys there that have been over the course, Kyogo's in top form, Jackie Marcus has done it. And then this young kid, you know, is going to try and stamp his authority on it and, and try and get the jersey. If Jackie Marcus wants to leave Ken, does it sometimes inevitably happen? Yeah, I mean, if it's a case of he's not settled off the park for family reasons, and I need to see why what he'd want to go, it happens sometimes. You, you don't always settle in where you've moved to in any walk of life, you know. So it's just one of these things. If it happens, it happens. I mean, we're now throwing a lot in because there's people sort of. Well, it's game time. It's obviously it's just yeah. a lack of game see, time. The good, then, the there's other, thing, then there's other th- people saying, you know, well, no, no, he was he was promised. Um, you know, improved terms if he did well, and that's not happened, so he, he wants to leave. I and now it's that he's not settled off the pitch. Yeah, I th- listen, that could be the case. Uh, and then it goes back to what Marv was saying there. Ange could say, "Look, see this out to the summer, and we'll, we'll try and help you." Uh, if it's not going to happen just now, the one thing that they have in their favour is that guy is never ever, for me anyway, looking out from the outside in, spat the dummy. You know, yeah. last week he was unfortunate. He hit the post and he hit the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was unfortunately not to score his scores in the semi-final. So his attitude and the way he's went about his business has never changed. If, away from the game, you know, he's not happy for whatever reason, he's certainly that has not portrayed onto his performances. Yeah, at the same time, I, I, I keep likening it to Juranovic when it could be completely different. Yeah. I, I do acknowledge that. Um, but it just feels like, whether it's Ange Postacoglu, whether it's Celtic generally, but, but you get the feeling it stems from the manager that it is all very... What's the word? Decisive, you know, cutthroat. Where it just okay if yeah, if he wants to go and that, that's fine, you know. Let's do well, you that. Look at, look, we'll get, get, look at the boy. We'll get Gent, someone else in. The boy gents. Yeah, look, and you should do it. And the the midfielder was it Abelsgard? 
you know, if they, if they don't, they move quite. They seem to be moving yeah. quite quickly. Celtic, if somebody doesn't fit in straight away, they're not messing about. Yeah, and rightly so. Celtic Football Club. You yeah. know, people should want to come and play for your football club. Yeah. So if there's even a percent of you that says, you know what, I don't want to be here, then and just totally right to say, listen, we're a big football club, so you know, go and play a trade elsewhere. But as we said, in terms of Jack and Marcus, we don't know what's going on. Sometimes you know it is difficult to settle. I moved up north from. Um, being in England and I found it hard at times but I tell you what it's a lot harder when you're not playing football you know when you've got that kind of release and you're on the pitch and you're playing everything seems to sort itself out off the pitch Mm. but you know that's that's one of the things but I wouldn't be as I said too surprised if he does stay it's just we we made a big deal of it at the time Simon for a couple of reasons because you don't hear it said very often in in these terms and now it does look like it's it's starting to come true when Ange Postacoglu stood up at Celtic's AGM and basically said be prepared to lose your favourites that, that was, yeah. Some of them That was his message to the Celtic fans He spoke about being agile and aggressive I think were the words In the transfer market So that's it, It's that bit that means It, it just wouldn't be surprising If Jakimakis does go Listen, and follow Juranovic And it's all quick And it's just, and it, you know, and it just keeps sort of yeah. turning And that's why I said last week That that can be football You know Fans can get attached to, to players Especially guys that put the ball in the net mm-hmm. Uh but players move on for different circumstances. Things move on. Celtic's still going to be there. They might be pouring over this guy in, in six yeah. months' time when he's banged 10, 15 goals in. We, we do not know. I'm a guy who had never heard of Kyogo, had never heard of Maeda, mm-hmm. neither had uh, most of the Celtic fans. Now they're heroes. So things evolve. But what I, what I like and think is quite refreshing about Ange is he doesn't mess about. He does, yeah. like, you know... I'm reading Jens might move on so he has he's came in did okay but can't get in the first team uh, you've got Starfield there you've got Carter Vickers Kobayashi now uh, the boy Owlsgaard I think Celtic's strongest area is midfield can't get in right move him on so I quite like that you know there's nobody staying uh, over their welcome if they're not deemed to be there ready to go in move them on how much do you rate Jackie Marcus Ken? What are the chances that O is an upgrade or can be an upgrade in the near future? Uh, I mean, Jackie Marcus, I mean, just look at the, as Simon said, the goals he scored last season and the, the, the hat tricks that he got. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a million times better than a Yeti, that's for sure. And I'd be sorry to see him go. Uh, I would like to see him to be there uh, for the rest of the season and beyond. But as Martin said, as Martin said, you don't know um, what's going on in the background. You don't know what's happening with him off the pitch and whatnot. So if he's got a reason to go, then let him go, give him a blessing. But a, hand on heart, I want him to stay for the long term. You just wonder because of Maeda's flexibility, and maybe even one or two others, if you were absolutely desperate, if they if they really could carry the three. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you need to move Maeda through the middle, then you can definitely do it. I, I just think with the age of O, you know, being 21 years of age, he's going to need that kind of bedding in period. It was very different when you signed a Kyogo or Jack and Marcus because they were older, they were more experienced. Yeah, but you know, he's done it with a, a bad like, was he 18, 19? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in wide areas, you still had like a James Forrest out there. You still had other players who could still contribute that, that were older. I, I get it, you do it in wide areas. I think when it's your talisman, when it's that, that number nine, the person who's going to be the difference between first and second, I think it's just a big, big risk. Unless, listen, Andrew might look at Owen and say, I've got yeah, perfect might, confidence in him. Yeah, he might know what he's got. You know, mm. I, I don't read too much, I know what you're saying, but I don't read too much into the age mm-hmm. side of it. I just look at the other South Korean that they were linked with before and 
you know, in your head you think, well, he's, I watched the two goals in the World Cup. Is he more accomplished? This lad we didn't really know much about. But listen, Ange, we've talked about his track record. It's been really good. So you never know. Mm. This guy could come in and yeah, start yeah, buying goals. Because look, you're always, we are in danger of just throwing generalisations out when every player is different, every situation yep. is different. But I'm sure what you would concede, Marvin, is he doesn't seem to hesitate in throwing players in. You know, in, in various circumstances, whether it is guys that have just joined or you know, you know, like that, yeah. like we're talking about Alistair Johnson coming in. Yeah, there, did it with Iranovic last year. He's sort of not shy in doing those types of things. No, he's not. He's, and he's a brilliant judge of of when players are ready, and that's why you know sometimes we're sitting here and, and kind of speaking about it. Like, Ange is the perfect person to say this person's ready or that person isn't ready. Um, and you know, like you said, he'll throw players into big games. He, he's done it before. He's done it this season, and and he'll continue to do it. So you know, if he makes a judgment call that listen, O is ready to be the backup striker this season, then I'm sure he'll say to Jack Marcus, listen, thanks for your services. Good luck in your future. Um, but if he doesn't think he's ready, I, I don't think he'll be shy and turn around to Jack Marcus saying, I need you for four months in the summer, reassess it, and then we'll let you leave the football club. Thank you to Ken. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can tweet as well, of course. So why not get in touch? Uh, let us know your thoughts, Rangers fans. Looking to you to ask what is next after Todd Cantwell. Let us know. Uh, John Paul's a Celtic fan first, though. What's on your mind tonight, John Paul? Evening, Gordon, Simon, Martin. Um, first of all, I'd just like to wish Martin all the best in your position. Um, watching you watching you. He's a good player, and I think you'll be here fantastic. Did Gordon DL put you up to this? Are you deliberately calling him Martin or is this just an awkward mistake? <laughs> uh, an awkward mistake. <laughs> <laughs> thank you though, thank you. Know you. I know what you you've got to blame him because he has planted the seed. Yeah, he has. Hence why when he's on here now, he panics. He really panics because he just doesn't want to <laughs> Marvin is here alongside Simon. What's your point for them tonight, John Paul? Um, you know, once I just watching the guys about the Jack and Marcus you know, and I, I'm, I love the both. I love Jack and Marcus, I love Kyogo. Um, but I think what Simon said was bang on, you know, he had to wait his come last year and I think I think he came in and I think he took it, you know, there was a couple of half a couple of goals, you know, he came in and he was he looked hungry against Rangers, he'd done everything but score, you know, he put himself about and, and he's really cemented his place, you know, and then I think at the start of this season it's kinda found out that Kyogo was the number one hunter and you know, I, I don't think it's any any um secret that and like Kyogo, you know, I'm a big fan of the starts to press away, presses away, bends his runs, you know, runs in behind, you know. But I just think Jack Marcus is always looking at himself, you know, he's a player that believes in himself, and he believes that he's good enough to play, you know, he was he was top goal scorer and then if it is, um, a team that got relegated, which is very unheard of, then as I say he came here and done the business, you know. I, I would definitely be sad to see him go, you know, but it reminds me you know, a couple of seasons ago when Roger, you know, Griffiths was banging in the goals to get injured, he threw in Dembele. You know, and we realise how good the bear is. I realise you believe that Jack and Marcus, they offer Celtic something very, very different. You know, um, games that are struggling, you know, he can come in and he can muscle with defenders. He doesn't mean taking a hat in the back. You know, he goes down and he wins his fouls. Um, again, as I said, it's sad to see him go, you know, but we have to trust um, Ange Postacoglu, you know, and we look back to last year this time, you know, when we were behind in the title and they got in Hattari, they got in Maida. These guys are exceptional. They kept on, so you know. It's, I think it would be a big loss for Celtic. Um, I think that obviously the goals and, and his number of goals that he scored, and the number of goals and the way he scored his goals and the overhead kicks headers last year was amazing. You know, but Kyogo's firing. What do you do? You can't kind of just take take him out of the team. It's easy enough. I hear people say move Kyogo to the wide, but Kyogo better through the middle. We all know that. I was playing him behind. He was getting the run. So I just want to know the guys thinking that. 
Yeah, no, listen, I think John Paul's hit the nail on the head with, with a lot of things he's saying. You know, you can't move Kyogo because how well he's doing. You know, Jack and Macus, you know, Celtic fans and, and Ange know better than anybody else that he offers something very, very different. You know, at times it, it's hard for Celtic to play that intricate football through teams if they sit really, really deep. And then all of a sudden you throw Jack and Macus on, you throw balls in the box and he gets on the end of something. Um, his finishing in and around kind of probably six to ten yards out is, is absolutely frightening. Um, and he does offer Celtic a different option coming off the bench. But, you know, Ange has, has seen O a lot more than we have. You know, he would have studied him, and, you know, I think he believes he can replace him in that sense. Having said that, though, right, if you're any football club, right, for, even forget Celtic, Ange, Postacoglu, whoever it is, if you bring in <clears throat> a supposed second-choice striker, surely it has to be with the thought that he might be the number one striker. It can't, you can't just keep... We can't keep arguing over who's the best second fiddle to, to Kyogo surely surely the dream is and Kyogo's very good but surely the dream is you then sign someone better yeah no. I th- well, I th- yeah I think that's obviously the, the what Andrew's thinking about I think uh, the guy's 21 so he's got his career ahead of him this is his first real big move uh, yeah he could hit the ground running he could be there to develop he could take the, the jersey off Kyogo it's ultimately what you do when you get in the 11 Uh Jack and Marcus came in last year and filled that void brilliantly. Different player. I watched a lot of the games. I go back to, I think, Kyogo. I think the midfield now are beginning to pick up on even more. The more they work with Kyogo, the goal last week with Hitati, finding him. There was a lot of times this season and last season where he was making those runs and maybe not getting found as much. I think in terms of movement, he is the number one. But yeah, you're right. They have to go and take the jersey. As well as Jack Marcus has done, I don't think he's taken the jersey off Kyogo. If you know what I mean, it, it might sound unfair he's not had the chances. And just said he's not there to give them minutes. They have to take the chance when they get it. Kyogo's scoring a goal a game. Do you think he's made Kyogo better though by having that pressure behind mm. you of such a good striker? Sometimes it's not about bringing somebody in to replace somebody, but to keep to you keep on your you toes. Your t- yeah, yeah, but I don't think Kyogo with Jack. I think Jack Marcus. I think the understanding would have been there if I'm not doing it. Yeah. Jack and Marcus is coming in for me. I don't think. Yeah, that's what I mean. Though. Yeah, so having someone that's capable to replace you make, keeps yeah. you on your toes rather than say it was me or you sitting behind him at this moment in time. Yeah, so this, that, those two aren't playing. That, that might be this guy, though. Yeah. That yeah. might be this guy. I mean, we are talk. I don't know nothing about this mm-hmm. this guy apart from a couple of goals I've seen on the uh, internet. So it's it's one of those ones. Ange knows what he's doing. Of course. I would, I would imagine he knows the guy a lot better than us. Mm-hmm. This might be the guy to push Kyogo. Yeah. Thanks John Paul 01419511025 What are you thinking out there? What are you making of the discussion so far? Rangers fans we heard a bit from Todd Cantwell last night Did you ever think that you would sign Todd Cantwell and he would be pushed off the back pages by Darvel? That's kind of what happened last <laughs> night We focused so much on Darvel We'll maybe try and hear a bit more uh, from Todd Cantwell If you've got any leftover thoughts now's the time to share them and if you want to freshen it up a bit, maybe tell us what is next, Rangers fans. What's next for you? Let us know, and we'll speak to you next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, if you would like to get in touch, there's been lots of discussion so far about Celtic signing O, a new South Korean uh, striker and what you make of him and how that lays things out for Jakimakis and does he leave and all the rest of the questions that you would expect to follow. Let's start looking at things uh, from a Rangers perspective with William who's on the line. How are you tonight, William? 
Yeah, no bad. Hello, Gordon, Simon, and Martin. Hello, the kidding, Martin. <laughs> You're right, William. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about the Rangers uh, transfers. Well, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite relaxed about it, Gordon. I'm going to tell you the reason why, right? Because I don't see our, our manager. If I'm, I see him as a coach, right? Because he's, he's, he's want to get these younger players in to develop them, right? He's, a, he was a man that was in McKen and uh, Aribo and Haji and Kamara, and all culminated as getting one in the league, getting to European final, Scottish Cup. So I'm quite relaxed with who we bring in. And what I'm thinking with Catmell is, right, uh, he was a 40, 40 million two years ago. He's an off the rails. He stated last night he had some problems. Uh, maybe that's how he's fit. But that, that if, if uh, your man be able to get in, get amongst his head, get him playing football, because some player on my hands, God, you know what I mean? Yeah, Marvin, what do you make of it? Yeah, um, you know, I think William's Perfectly right there, you know. Todd Cantwell was was highly regarded. Um, you know, when Norwich got promoted to the Premier League a few years ago, he was a talisman. You know, everything went through him. He was almost their version of Jack Grealish. You know what he was doing at Aston Villa. Um, he was a fantastic footballer on on the fringes of kind of getting called up internationally. Um, and then obviously, you know, as Todd said himself, he's had had a few problems. His form's taken a bit of a dip. He went on loan to Bournemouth, but there's no doubt in his ability. You know, and if he can come up here and get that spark again, um, I was speaking to somebody the other day, and I said I don't think people realise how big these clubs are, Rangers and Celtic, until you actually come up. You know, I think he'll really fit in there. I think he'll he'll feel like the man. You know, he'll he'll play in the games at Ibrox and think this is you know this is an arena that I really want to perform at. And you know, in terms of Rangers signings going forward, I don't think they'll make many more, Gordon. You know, look no. at the injury players, injured players they have. That squad's mm. already quite packed, but. No, Todd Cantwell, I think, will if he can get back to his best, he'll be a real yeah. asset. I think it's a fair point, William. Michael Buell sees himself as that coach that that can improve players. Does he not? Does he not give off the impression that he wants some some new faces in though? Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. Right, what what I'm seeing is right. He's got a core, right. He's got a core of, of good players, right. He's got a lot of players that've been there for a while, right. If he can get his own players in, as I've said, he can coach them, make them better. I mean, it's exciting, obviously it'll be exciting for Rangers if he can just get his own players in with a good core of players we've got this year I think it's a stretch to win the league right we can maybe snatch a, a cup or two but next year he gets his own players coach them and get them to the levels because remember when he came with Gerard, right we're brilliant in Europe we go to that final we started winning leagues hopefully that could be what's going to start for us next season yeah, Simon. That the, there's Michael. Well, firstly, Michael Beale is very open. Tends to say what what's on his mind, you know, press conferences and yeah. so on. But there, there there would be a line, obviously, out of respect for his players. And I'm nosy. I just wonder because he's not he's not just in the door now. I mean, he's he's new, but he's, I mean, like he's not here yeah. for a week or two. He's, he's had a good few games yeah. to take a look at things. <clears throat> y- you wonder how internally how he feels about that group there, whether. Which ones he does feel like, no, fine, plenty more to come from them. And which ones, deep down, he thinks, no, it's time. It's time to upgrade. It's time to move them on. It's time to upgrade. Yeah, and I, th- I think he will know by now. I think he's had plenty of time to be in there. And he worked with a lot of these boys before, with, with Stevie Gerrard. Uh, I think, as William says there, I think his reputation, even when he w- was with Stevie, uh, was a good coach. You know, he did a lot of the, the coaching on the, the training pitch. Uh, so that reputation was high. He wants to bring in his own players. Yes, uh, it will be to improve the team. I think he's been on record saying that a lot of the games that they've won, he's maybe not been entirely happy with the performances yet. So that signifies to me there's always there's always room for improvement. He wants to bring in his own players. What that brings as well as 
added quality It lifts everybody at the, at the, the club I think players there have been asked to do it over and over again I think it's similar to before Ange came in at Celtic So you, you need players to come in and lift the training Lift the morale You know, if this guy Cantwell can come in He actually sticks in my memory from a couple of years ago As Marv mm-hmm. says there When he burst on the scene when Norwich won the Premiership He did catch my eye because he looked a talent Whatever's happened in the time since We don't know this is a great platform for him. You know, he's, he's going with a guy who's bringing him in, so he'll, he'll, he'll have the love there and the belief that he can go and do it. Under uh, Michael Beale, I think he's got the quality and, as I say, a platform at Ibrooks to play in front of 50,000 every second week. You know, you would hope that he would relish that. You know, it's, it is a big step coming, and I agree with Marv there. I think a lot of players come up and don't realise the pressures of Celtic and Rangers and to perform at these teams. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he, he does. I think he is a talent. Uh, and I think there will be maybe one at the boy Whitaker. I think they're looking at as well. Mm. I think these guys coming in will lift the players that are already there. How far are you taking this, William? Would you be happy? Would you be content if there was no more business done? No, not at all. I think, that, I think the boy you're asking for Belgium, I think that's. I think the, the fee's been agreed to us saying the day and uh, he's already signed a pre-contract. I don't know if that's true, but maybe maybe a striker, maybe another striker. I don't know what the boys think of that Yeah, it certainly looks like it would be at the Surprising, at least, stage Marvin If Raskin and or Whitaker didn't didn't come before the end of the window Could be wrong um, William's thinking about striking options As you said, the earlier agents are in, they're in full yeah. flow at this time <laughs> did, I see, did I see Twitter madness about Morelos being offered somewhere in, in Serie A? I mean this is very difficult do. to keep a lid on it, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, as I said, you know, I think if you look at their squad with all the players that are injured, obviously, you know, Davis is out for, for the rest of the rest of the season. But with the rest looking to come back, I think it's like late January, early February. It's very difficult because you bring in too many players. And this is a difficult window to do business, by the way, because everybody's price is inflated. You know, everyone's price is inflated and Rangers want to get it right and they want to spend the right amount of money. Whitaker for me, is a fantastic one you know, down at Plymouth, doing really, really well. And as Simon says, bringing in new players freshens things up. You know, it gives the fans an excitement and the players also. But, mm. you know, if they don't make any more signings, I know Michael Bill said he wants to be in one more, but if it's one more, then I think he'll be more than happy with that. Now, let's hear a bit from Todd Cantwell. We didn't really get to hear as much as we, as we normally would last night. Blame Darvel. That's the way it works. Uh, he says contributing to a winning team is more important than personal goal and assist numbers to him. He says he's a versatile player, but that he and Michael Bill both see his future playing centrally. I'd sum up my game as someone that's very passionate, someone that cares a lot about the result at the end. Um, I'm not obsessed with who scores the goals or who, who sets them up, which might sound strange as an attacking player. But um, for me, genuinely, hand on heart, the most important thing is, is being on the winning team. So I'll give everything I can. I think in terms of what you can expect, in terms of what I actually do on the ball will be, you know, I like to get on the ball a lot. Um, I like to make things happen. I like to to spot a pass that maybe other people don't and I like to just sort of get the team going in a rhythmic way really. I've made my bread and butter really playing off the wing but I think naturally I've always been maybe more centrally. I think that's probably where I've, I would see myself playing in years to come. Luckily that's where the manager sees it as well so you know I think he's aware that I can play in multiple different positions and I think with as I touched on the sort of freedom and the rotation that potentially is is going to happen here I think that could that could leave me playing in an array of different positions. Lots of ifs are about to follow, bear with me If you assume that he is going to play more often than not Or feature in the starting 11 If you then assume that is alongside Malik Tillman Does that suggest 
Michael Beale wants to take the Rangers midfield in a slightly different direction. Yeah, um, you know, for them to play, also you've got Lawrence coming back as well. Um, but one thing that stuck in my Hadji, mind there, mm-hmm. Hadji as well, yeah, he spoke about rotations. And one thing I remember is under Gerrard, um, the season before they won the league, um, the rotations from the midfield three were absolutely frightening. And I, I actually sat in there and tried to play against them and I, I was counting the amount of players that they had on the pitch because it was unbelievable. So you know, if Michael Beale played a big part in that, as Simon said, he did a lot of the coaching and now Todd Cantwell is going to play a part in those rotations, I can understand how he's going to play. But as you said, it doesn't mean that they're going to... For me, it means they can't play with you know out-and-out wingers because you can't have him, Tillman... And one other, because the other players are going to be doing a lot of work to get that ball back if they lose it. Uh, it's that time of the night already, would you believe? Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Even Gordon Biel managed to win last night. That is where the bar has been set this week. And I really like the style of the contestant who misheard the question, just picked it up wrong, gave me a wrong answer. And then asked for a rematch because he didn't hear the question properly. <laughs> That's not how it works. I, I like that. I know we're charitable on here. We're not that charitable. If you fancy beat the pundit tonight, if you think you can take down Marvin Bartley or Simon Donnelly, you probably can. But you do need to call before seven o'clock. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Played one super scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 01419511025. Burns night, of course. I hope you're going home. As in getting tucked into the haggis. I've got it all prepped, Gordon. All prepped, ready to go when I go home. Yep. Brilliant. Full shooting match. Sneeps and tatties, yes. That's all good, but I'm much more interested in your take on this. <laughs> I no. Nando's today. Oh, that's what we, every, every week he's in here. Yeah. Other chicken shops are available. Yeah, they I mean, are. we did Darville manager <laughs> last night, and he certainly would hammer home the other chicken I'm shops. Try are that. Available. I wonder if I can get a discount. I actually um, gave him the, the stuff for the Aberdeen analysis stuff, so I wonder if I can get a discount. Yeah. That would work. Yeah, maybe. I thought he'd bring some in last night. Have you had haggis? Uh, yeah, I have had it. It's actually like really, really nice. Like it, yeah. yeah, it was lovely. Not, not fancy it tonight. Uh, no, then I got told what was in it, and I was like, ah, oh, just, wow. just eat it. That's yeah, really good. No, yeah. not tonight. Not tonight no. for me, Gordon. I don't know what I've got for dinner tonight. Are you familiar with the poetry of Burns? No, no, never. No. Like never even heard it. I probably heard it, but it's probably one of those things that I've kind of forgotten. Like we should get him to old. read some. I can just imagine. But anyway, it'd be interesting for me to read it. Because, like, in years gone by, this is the type of thing you would get Hugh Keevans to do, but I think this could be even fun. Producer Callum, this is your task between now and the end of Beat the Pundit. (laughs) Should you wish to accept Marvin Bartley, he is going to print off, you choose whatever one you're going to read. You can read it after this. You can try. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to have a look first. (laughs) You don't laugh. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it's Beat the Pundit time. Graham was hanging on the line in Rutherglen and he's gone. So either his bottle has crashed or he's lost his signal. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. No? No, the former. I think he's threatened by you two. Yeah, 100%. I'm not sure. Was it last week you lost, no? Yeah, a couple cool, Coco, it came back to haunt me yesterday at the sixties. Somebody, no somebody new Coco. Of course yeah. they did. That's yeah. why he wanted referred to as yeah. Coco. Although I heard that Coco was getting help. <laughs> so no, he was. He I'm not entirely happy with Coco. He, he admitted that at the time. He did. To be fair, he had. Was it his son-in-law or something? Did he, he get had the ball him? still? He's still sending him the ball. Oh, there, there are no rules of you can have fifteen people helping oh, you. If come you want. on. Oh. So that's how people beat me. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Chris is in Penny Lee tonight. How's it going, Chris? I'm fine, thanks. Good stuff. Have you ever played before? 
No. Good, good, good. How do you usually do when you play at home, okay? Um, yes, but this is a different scenario, so we'll see how I go. As last night's contestant was a primate. Was it last night? Two nights ago? Uh, two nights ago's contestant said that he always does well at home At which point I reminded him that that's what everyone says And at that point he swore and I had to cut him off So Chris, <laughs> don't, don't make that mistake if you can help it please uh, For my own sanity What we'll do here is toss the coin If it's heads, it will be Simon Donnelly Again, it, all eyes on it If yeah. it's tails, it will be Marvin Rabbi Burns Bartley Let's see how we go can you see that from there, Marvin? Can you? No, it's a tails so pal. There we go. Be ready? Good. good luck, mate. The pressure really comes on and you begin to sweat. Don't worry about that. That's normal. Okay? I think he's gone. He's gone. Nah, he's still there. He's still there. <laughs> right, let's give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. Uh, and we'll get the clock ready. Chris, 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Okay. Let's go. Time starts now. Which Scottish team did Gary Caldwell leave to join Celtic in 2006? Perhaps. How many Welshmen have played for Rangers this season? Two. Which former Ross County player was joint top scorer in the Scottish top flight last season? Pass. Name any goalkeeper who's captained their Scottish top flight club in the league this season. Craig Gordon. Who left Aberdeen to join MLS side Columbus Crew last week? Majowski. Who is currently the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, pass. Okay, let's bring Marvin in. Marvin, can you hear us? Yep. How nervous must you be? Because you're about to play Beat the Pundit, then I'm going to make you um, try and read some burns as well. So, I don't know what makes you more what makes you more nervous. You ready? Yep. Oh, producer Callum's on you. He says you've got your phone. You don't think he's going to Google Beat the Pundit questions? And that's, <laughs> that's speed. Pretty quick. As quickly as that? <laughs> I don't think so. What do you think's out there? I think he's got a team of <laughs> ET. <laughs> See that, Chris? He's on his phone. Producer Callum suspicious. Oh. Get that phone away. Ready? Yeah. Right, 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Which Scottish team did Gary Caldwell leave to join Celtic in 2006? Hibs. How many Welshmen have played for Rangers this season? Two. Which former Ross County player was the joint top scorer in the Scottish top flight last season? Oh, the winger. Pass. Name any goalkeeper who's captained their Scottish top flight club in the league this season. David Marshall. Who left Aberdeen to join MLS side Columbus Crew last week? Ramirez. Who is currently the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Minder. Which Scottish club has had mascots named Steelman, Raven Steel, and Claret and Amber? Motherwell. Hmm. That confused me about that one. Chris, how do you think it went? Ah, uh, excuse me. <laughs> the first one was a, an old friend of yours Gary Caldwell You did not have a touchline bust up with him at all That certainly didn't happen um, It was Hibs <laughs> Hibs was the club uh, You both got that one all How oh, many Chris. Welshmen have played for Rangers Tom Lawrence and Rabbi Matondo Rabbi Burns Matondo yep. See what we did there And you both got that well done, Chris. Regan Charles Cook. I know that's terrible. I couldn't get it either. Terrible. I get it. It a, a, yeah, I can yeah. see him. I can see Mind the goal. Terrible, like. terrible, terrible. Did right? Chris get it? He didn't. So you're level. Oh. The goalkeepers who've been the captains this season: David Marshall, Craig Gordon, Liam Kelly. So you both got it. Three all. Oh wow! Good game. Columbus Crew is Christian Ramirez. Chris went for Miofsky. He's the one that stayed. Chris, which means <laughs> Marvin goes one in front. Who is currently the longest-serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? What did you say? 
David Martin do? No, because remember, it will be who's officially the longest-serving manager. Yeah, well, in the Premier. So I'm right. No, you're not. How? Because Callum, what was the question? Callum Davidson. So you tell me what the question was. Hold on. Just because David Martindale has been maybe kind you in charge tell me what of the question was. <laughs> scenes, no, uh, no. If, if I lose this, that that's not right. He's third. Robbie Nielsen's been officially in charge longer. <laughs> Did Chris game. get it? Chris didn't get it. Either. <laughs> um, and I must admit, producer Chris. I, you're either about to impart some wisdom on me. I don't remember Motherwell living a mascot called Raven Steel. Seriously? When? No, I, I. There were the two bears, Claret and Amber. They got retired. They got sent to Bear Retirement Home, and in came Steelman. When was Raven Steel? Was it before that? No, that's fine. It might have been before. Don't go on your phone. Mm. There we go. Just must have passed me by. Listen, this is entirely possible. Actually, two two of my mates from school used to be in the bear, Claret and Humber, much like Chaos the Panda and and beat Gordon. Anyway, it was Motherwell. It was a, a five. Um, that Steelman that you're showing me, producer Chris. He's shown me pictures of steel Chris man has trying no idea to pass it off is. as Raven Steel. What's Does he even know that he's at work right now? <laughs> he's just making things he's up. Just, <laughs> anyway, Chris, it wasn't enough. It was a 5-3 for Marvin. You did well. Hard lines. Guys, I appreciate the time. Good man, Top Chris. Man, we Chris. appreciate you coming on. There we go. Happy that, with that. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. That was really annoying. Regan Charles Cook, I, I couldn't oh, get behave, out of that. Behave. Your mango is blank. Yeah. yeah. Just so Chris is now telling me, Raven Steel is the, is the girder. That um, that steel man holds. Can you have the the, the depth? That this, exactly. Let's just forget it. Yeah, Let's move on. those two in there are something special, man. Yeah. They really are great guys, but <laughs> not good at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, give us give us a verse. Right, Simon's gone home to his haggis. You're just eating Nando's because it's what you eat every night. So your contribution to the show tonight is going to be to give us some burns. Okay. Can I? Yeah, but can just I read, have a little read first? No. Or are you gonna? Can you? That's the whole point. So you're just gonna hold. The just paper read up? the poetry to us. Just tell us what you think that says. What is going on here? Just read it. Just give I it a go. A in English, but this isn't... Well, it's not English, right. is it? Go on, go for it. We slunk it, Corinne, Tim Rose, <laughs> Beastie. Oh, what a panics in thy... city. Though need I start away, sigh, hasty. We bickering, rattle. I would be... Lathe to rin and chase thy, thee. Imagine you just turned on your radio cattle. at this point. Is that right? That's well, not right. <laughs> well, you read it then. <laughs> I wouldn't embarrass myself. Let's see it. I think I did all right. No, I don't think Can you the did. callers let me know? You should read it as well and they can say who's better. We sleek it cow and timorous beastie was the first line. I'll we'll go through the full, the full thing, but it'd be incredible. Okay. There's another one on the, the back. Do you want to get. Because it's no. haggis. Addressed to a haggis. Give us just the first. Maybe just the first. First two lines. First verse. See see how we get on. Fair far your honest Sonsai face. Great chieftain of the pudding race. Oh, this is That's a good not one. bad, that's better. A boon them I attack your place. Panic tripe and Thrime? <laughs> no <laughs> What is going on? I need to learn this for next year. Do you know it's worse your significant other has been in touch? <laughs> horrified. A horrified Really? Yeah. Oh, she'll be at home saying, oh, this is how you do it. <laughs> oh, well done, lads. Good effort. Well done. Well done. Well done. We always said you were an adopted Scot anyway. Um, and to to the three people who didn't turn off the radio during that section, uh, thanks for staying with us. So 141951-1025. Good effort. He's sweating now, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm really warm. Um, I think that Simon's just re- relieved that we didn't ask him to do it. 
Listen, I'm, I'm going home to cook it. That's hard enough. True. That is true. That's true. That's true. Right. I, I think I've got someone to go as well. Let's go back to football. You know, we're. I'm not sure Robbie Burns is a speciality of ours. I'm not sure football is either, actually, but we do <laughs> we do pretend. Uh, let's bring in Davy and Hamilton. How are you, Davy? How's it going, lads? How bad was that? Were you hanging on the line when he was doing his burns? I'm going to start calling him Hamish now. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. I thought Davy Martindale calling up when you said that about the question on the Pun. <laughs> Different Davy. If he is, he's not giving it away. Um, Davy, what's your point tonight? I called it, right? So I put the punching up the, the double Hugh Evans. Oh, by the way, I get so many Hugh Keevens lookalikes sent in, but I do think yours was particularly good, Davey. Where was it you saw him again? Uh, Park Kent. Remember right. um, the guy posed? He's not spoke to me since. That's right. Davey went up to a guy. Imagine this, right? <laughs> Davey went up to someone and said, You look like Hugh Keevens. Can I take a picture? <laughs> Imagine the reaction that would get from people. <laughs> but to be fair, the guy did get posed. But yeah, he's not. He's not. Um, he's not spoke to him since. Um, when you go back to Celtic Park, uh, Davy, what what are you what's on your mind? What are you ex- expecting from the new signing? I it's all good. I'm a wee bit concerned. That you don't want to give Jack and Marcus the extra money. But in my eyes, where are you going to get a fifteen to twenty goal striker? Guaranteed for three million pounds. South Korea, hopefully, is an- would be Ange Postacoglu's answer. But you take Davy's point. Yeah, look, look, we've spoke about it in the show. I think there's no getting away from Jack and Marcus has did his job when required. Uh, a goal every two games, it's not bad. Uh, and he's came in last year as a save when Kyogo went out, and it was a difficult. Period for Celtic It was a difficult period For Jackie Marcus Because He'd missed that penalty Against Livingston He hadn't got off To the best of starts The pressure was on him As a Celtic striker I thought he responded Really well You know And he, he carried the can there For the The strikers role Right through uh, To the end of the season So And again That's where you can detect You know The disappointment Or the concern With the Celtic fans You know Should they move on uh, There is no guarantee But I go back to what I said earlier on, Ange knows what he's doing. His recruitment has been, on the whole, excellent. Uh, this young lad coming in could be the next Celtic hero. We don't know. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. As I say, there's no guarantees. But yes, Jack Amakis, you cannot argue uh, his commitment and what he's brought to the Celtic team in the, the short period that he's been here. So you have your reservations, Davey, as to whether O can be as good, ultimately? No, 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 no. Let's be honest, if any say that we're the next in Korean football, they're telling a bit of it, Yeah, I think most. Let's be honest, so, 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 so the time was tell, his track record's good, I'm just a bit concerned that even the 4-0 game at the start of the season with Kyogo going off injured, if Jack Marcus frightens defenders, I just feel that we're going to get a bit lightweight now, because I've just seen on Instagram the James that just went by. So yeah, I mean, we're losing a bit of height and we're losing a bit of, I would say, the old classic striker. I'm just concerned that we go too lightweight. It's good for Europe, but then we miss the trick. Do you think O is meant to be physically capable, though? Is he not? If that, if if that's the requirement? Yeah, he is. He is supposed to be, and you know, he said he, he likes physical drills, uh, sorry, and and aerial drills as well. But <coughs> looking at it from Jack Macis, if, if I'm him as a player, you know, like uh, Davey said, there last season absolutely fantastic, comes and scores goals, does extremely well. At this moment in time, he is second choice to Kyogo, who's been fantastic this season. He's 28 years of age. 
So it's very, very difficult for a manager, any manager, to keep two players happy that both feel they should be playing. And Giacomacchus probably looks at it and says, if I'm at any other team in this league, I start week in, week out. He's at that age now where he wants to play football and it just so happens that he has someone ahead of him who's scoring goals, who has that spot at this moment in time. So he, he has to leave the club. It's not anything probably personally against Celtic. He probably loves the club, probably loves playing under range, as every player seems to. But he just needs to play football at that age and that's what he wants to do. Um, Davey is, however, correct. He has referenced Moritz Jens on Instagram I won't read it all but he starts off Dear Celtic family I'm sad to say I'm leaving the club after a short time it's been fantastic proud and honoured been a dream fans special place I want to thank everyone lucky to have been part of the team and so on and so forth thank you to Mr Postacoglu very formal <laughs> for giving me the opportunity um, hopefully one day I can come back and all the rest of it so a very polite respectful um and detailed departure note from him, so that's that's that confirmed, Simon. But that that would be a different, it's a different department, it's a different area of the pitch, yeah, it's, it's a different it, circumstance. It is and it isn't because you know the guys came in. I thought they did well at the start, popped in with a goal down at Rugby Park. As Davey says, physically quite imposing, big big lad at the back. But ultimately, Starfield <laughs> and Carter Vickers have been the two, and they've grown since last year. And if everybody's fit, I think they still are the two. I think Kobayashi comes in, maybe adds a bit of balance, being a left footer. Uh, the games that he's come in, I think he's did well. Whether he can oust these two, time will tell. But that's what it's about. A, a team like Celtic, a club like Celtic, that's what it's about. And I think Giacomacchus can find himself unfortunate because Kyogo has been in great form. Uh, I get what Marv's saying there. He's 28, 29, so he's not... He's not a young boy starting out, you know, he's, he's had a great season in Holland which has obviously brought the attention of the likes of Celtic, he's come in, he's scored every second game, his stats are good but he's not a top striker and that's just the way it is, sometimes that's why I said last week, sometimes that's just football, you have to move on. Yeah, it's an interesting one Marvin, I feel like a lot of the Celtic fans who called us didn't feel that Moritz Jens was that far away you know from from the other two probably sat just just below them and they were happy enough when he came in but is he was was he not that close or is it quite simply that Ange Postacoglu sees Kobayashi is above him and then there's the knock on effect yeah I think I think he definitely sees him above him and you know now Jens has gone maybe from you know being number three one injury away from playing or suspension to number four and we all know it's not like being a centre forward when you're a second fiddle because if you're losing the game, you get thrown on or things need to be freshened up, you get thrown on. As a centre back, that doesn't really happen. So Jens has probably looked at it and said, right, that's fair enough. Um, you know, as he said, they loved his time at the club, but he's not going to play enough football. You also have Welsh there now that who Ange can probably push up one. Um, he's probably gone from number five to number four. So, you know, all well, it's well for Celtic. And Simon said earlier on in the show, one of the great things about Ange, he's always prepared for what's going on. He's always evolving, you know, I've always said this, he has a list of players ready to bring in, ready to replace others. And it's unfortunate because if he doesn't see you as good enough or able to challenge, then he replaces you with somebody else. And that's what's happened here. I mean, I've, I've said on the show before, you can't have enough good players. Yeah. Right? You put me in the spot a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, you can. I, I, I still agree with that. But the environment that Ange's created at Celtic since he's been in has been really good. Mm -hmm. From the outside looking in, it looks good. It looks as if they all get a buzz off each other when they score. There looks to be a real harmony in it. If you've got two, three, four players in there that aren't playing and every player wants to play, that might change the yeah. atmosphere. So I quite like the way he's going about it. If if you're not featuring and you're not maybe just pushing the guy in front of you, then yeah, 
they're happy to move them on and I think mm. these guys are happy to move on as well yeah. they'd much rather play Thanks Davey you keep an eye out for those Hugh Keevens lookalikes for us will you? I will Good man, Davy and Hamilton 01419511025 Get in touch right now, it's a good time to call actually Because I'll line up the full time teaser And hopefully we'll line your call up as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here The offers have been flooding in For Marvin Bartley to appear at Burns Suppers Up and down the country uh, This weekend after his, after his Oh you will After his rendition um, a bit earlier on So we'll see if we can tease any more out of him Between now and the end of the show 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB Stephen has got a good full time teaser for you I mean really tough right really tough but we'll see how you get on he wants for each team in the Premiership he wants you to name the last player to score a league hat trick for each team in the Premiership <laughs> extremely tough some are some are okay so for each team in the Premiership who is the last player to score a league hat trick start at the top Kyogo no Charles Cook There was somebody sl- Was it slightly more you recently throwing Charles Cook in there no, I couldn't remember his name earlier I think slightly more re- You had me worried there But more recently than Kyogo Jacomacus Kyogo's was Dundee United wasn't Abada. it Abada No it's a, it's a semi-surprising one It was this season It was against oh. Hibs Remember, he reached a significant milestone that day. Oh, Jamesy. James Forrest. Forrest. James. Um, oh, I mean, who would Livy's be? Actually, going back a little bit, you know. Yeah, I bet they are. Going back to 2019. But still, of players oh. that you know. And, yeah. Oh, Dykesy. I yeah. set up the third goal. Sorry, behave. <laughs> yes, down the right, cross. It was against Ross County, possibly, said Marin. Ross County. County. Ross County, yeah. Produced in the sense. Yeah. went down the right and crossed uh, it. In. What? Get the third goal up. Turn on the afterburners. <laughs> Got him a move. Medellos. Uh, no, no, it's not. Really obvious. Uh, Cholak. Again, it's not. Do you know the hat trick this year? <sighs> he actually went through a wee phase of scoring doubles, didn't he? And then getting brought off before. It's the midfielder. Producer Callum just excitedly buzzed in my ear and said, Marv skinned a player. Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> Who is this left back that needs named in I shame? think he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rangers one is still very much there, and he is a, he's a goal scorer, but he just. Arfield? You know, no. I'm going to Shankland because he, he has. Can we just move on? Yeah, Shankland will. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll leave it there. If you want to contribute, or if you even better, if you want to send a question in. Uh, that you can hear used on the show. The address is fulltime at clyde1.com. Fulltime at clyde1.com. Do you know what's funny? When we, we were going through Beat the Pundit earlier and we you said about who's the longest-serving manager in the Premiership and we had a joke about your your old gaffer, David Martindale. Yeah. Have you have you spoken to him since he went viral with a a sneakily recorded clip of his halftime team talk at the weekend. I've not even seen it. No, not on social media. That is no. an absolute lie. If you expect me to believe that, well, Simon Donnelly, you'll have seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, reminded me of a few times in Madrid over the Nothing years. Nothing you've not heard before. Oh, heard it many a time. He was energetic. Many shall we a say. time. Uh, is it old school? I don't know. I don't well, think it's in your time. I don't, oh come <laughs> on! There he goes again. He just this guy. <laughs> 
I've yeah, I've been in dressing rooms like that many a time over the years. How key is it necessary at times? Possibly. He's scared to answer anything, this guy. So I'll just I'll just direct them all to you. How keen we'll use that word, how keen will David Martindale be to find out who it was that recorded his team talk from yeah. presumably outside that, the dressing room? Yeah, I think that's, think that's a bit poor, is it? Out of order, yeah. a little bit, yeah. What's in the dressing room should remain in there, although the decibel, the decibels say, were up. What if it's too loud? <laughs> that it just I thought it was producer Callum, to be honest. It recorded was he up it. there at <laughs> yep. Stenhouse Muir at the weekend, was he? I see, see, he's, he's panicking. He's going, I was here. I was here. I was here. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> honestly, Davey. Um, I can't. You're, you're honestly going to hide behind that and lie that what? you've not heard it. I've not heard it. <sighs> What's wrong with this guy? Why don't you play it now? Since he became a manager, he be, he's become all serious. It was Joe Chalmers that you skinned across <laughs> that ball, and uh-huh. he's now at Dunfermline. So I'll see him again soon. Remind him of that exactly. before the game. You will. Bit yeah. of a fist pump. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, let's bring in Stephen and Coatbridge. How's it going, Stephen? Are you okay? Hey, not bad. Evening, Gordon, Simon, Martin. Hey, sorry, Martin. <laughs> oh, never getting old. Never getting old. Uh, Stephen, I know you're a Rangers fan. What are you? What are you thinking this week? Then Todd Cantwell's come in. I don't know what you make of that. What you think's next? Can I have two points? Really, one with Cantwell, and then I'll go on to the next point. Uh, the, the point is with Cantwell coming in. I think that. We obviously we've got Whitaker in the pipeline and Raskin. If these guys come in, are we, are we calling it curtains for Jack uh, Lowry? He got he's further back down the petting order. Um, can I Arfield? It's going to be further down the petting order with these guys coming in. I just wanted to know your thoughts. If this Raskin uh, Whitaker obviously can't mills in now, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, obviously players are going to need to go out, and that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. The squad is quite big and quite stocked with you know first team players so to speak if all the injured players are fit um, you know you might be able to add Scott Wright to that list as well um, you know it's going to be very very difficult we're speaking earlier about keeping players happy and you know Michael Beal will have a job on his hands doing that but at this moment in time he wants to improve the squad improve the starting 11 and, and he believes he's doing that and bringing those players in uh, for me Todd Cantwell if he gets back to his best fantastic player Whitaker I've seen play a few times obviously on loan at this moment in time very energetic very good on the ball um, and probably someone you know that Rangers could could utilise um, at this moment in time. So yeah, players will definitely have to leave, but that's the nature of football. And Alex Lowry is he? Where does it leave him no, specifically? No, if it maybe go out on loan, um, but he he has a future at Rangers. There's no doubt about that. He has a future at Rangers Football Club and a very very big future. Would you fancy a loan from now to the end of the season, Stephen? I uh, I think it would be the best thing for him. I think um, can't be coming in. Um, the kind of calibre of player it can't be is maybe. Lowry's not at that kind of level yet. I'm, I'm not kind of dissing the boy. I, I, he is a very good player, but Cantwell as well. He's he's got very good attributes. He's been a very good player. As we said, he's had a bit of dipping form uh, with things going on. But I think Lowry's maybe just not where Cantwell is. If you know what I'm saying, I think if he goes out to a kind of Ross County or, or, or somebody like that, Lowry, I think um, a team like Ross County, maybe uh, St Johnstons, he, he, he would pick up some really good game time and. Can I maybe come on to the kind of player we're looking for? Possible, I guess, Simon. I mean, Michael Beale, any time he's spoken about Alex Lowry, he's always been complimentary and he brought him on um, in the cup game at the weekend. Yeah. So, you know, but Stephen's right. As, if it was as it stands right now, there maybe wouldn't be that need. But if you then add Cantwell and Raskin and Whitaker, although there's a bit of work to be done on two of those, you, you do just wonder they all, what are they all similar? Like. Well, I think my ignorance, I think, is well, the, no, 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 not that they're asking similar. Guy a bit more defensive. Yeah, but he's still a midfielder, yeah, and, yeah. and then, you know, yeah. Again, it's 
you, you like your cliches. It's awesome. it's like this at a big club. That's what happens. You know, if you're a young boy coming through, mm. there's going to be players arriving. For you to oust them, you have to work harder. You have to take your chances when they come. Yes, from what I've seen of Alex Lowry, I like. I think he's a, a very good young player. But yeah, he might need some time. He might need uh, a little bit of first team football somewhere else. But again, these guys coming in, he might, he might actually feed off these guys coming in. It might be a, a new challenge to him. He might pick up, and I think players learn from players coming in. I know this the lad Cantwell isn't that older. You know, he's mm-hmm. still a young guy finding his his way in football as well. Uh, but yeah, that's the challenge. That is the challenge. I I think it's important from a Rangers point of view to keep their good young players, and I think the fans relate to that. Young players coming through at clubs, uh, coming through the ranks. I think that is important. And from what I've seen of this boy, I thought he'd have got more chances under Geo. Uh, I think he picked up an injury at the start of yeah. the season playing with the B team bad injury he's back from that so time will tell but yeah it, it wouldn't do him any harm to go out and play first team football somewhere do you think we'll see anything going out the way Stephen I know Charlie McCann has gone um, in the last day or two but if you think back a couple of weeks ago maybe a couple of months ago there was a lot of talk about well if Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos aren't going to sign deals sell them sell them in January that's now changed quite quickly because everyone seems to want to keep Ryan Kent if possible um, or at least until the end of the season I don't detect that much interest in Alfredo Morelos right now um, th- does anyone actually leave in January? The only player that I could think about leaving would be maybe a big Weetabix ankle Serander I think um, he'd be the only player that would maybe be worthwhile letting go I think he's got his problems with injuries and I think there's players there it would be before him now I, I think aye, that, that's the only player I don't see any other player really kind of drop him out just now I think he needs a squad he's got to the end of the season if if these players don't come in because we have a few injuries there so I think I, I'd be keeping I, I'd be keeping my hold of what we've got there now just we've obviously Celtic are a wee bit in front um, we're still in the cups so I, I'd be trying to keep a hold of the squad just now It's funny how the I use this word time and time again Because I know how much it annoys Hugh Keevans The narrative has shifted A a month ago If he'd said to you by the 25th of January We we really wouldn't be talking about The possibility of trying to cash in on Kent and Morelos We just wouldn't for Mm -hmm. various reasons I think you might have disagreed It felt like back then That was going to be part of the January discussion One way or the other you know. But it just all seems to be a bit bit quieter now you never know what, yeah, six days to go but it's what you value the players at in terms of what they can contribute between now and the end of the season you know financially does it benefit you to get rid of them now if the, if the offers aren't really there you know for the amounts of money that's going to help Rangers improve right now in, as I said earlier in a very very difficult window then you're best off keeping them you know what you do know about the two players whether they sign contracts or not you know you know what they're good at you know what they bring to the dressing room you know how to manage them um, so you're not taking many risks. Listen, Ryan Kent, an informed Ryan Kent, we've all said it before many, many times, is a fantastic player um, and an asset to any football club. And, you know, Michael Bill, I think we'll want to keep hold of both of them. Come the summer, things might change, but it's a bigger window. It allows him a lot more time to bring players in if he needs to do it. What, uh, what, what was your other point, Stephen? I know you said you wanted to change the subject at one point. Yeah, it was just about uh, Monday night's result with Arvo, that excellent result and all that. Mm-hmm. The, the massive factor, I think, was just the condition of the park. I was thinking of when you're looking at St Johnston's Park and the National Stadium, it's just incredible that a park of Darville, the team, how low, low they are, the lower leagues they're in, 
uh, and you've got a team in the Premier League, you've got a national stadium, how bad those parks were, and you look at Darvels, and that was absolutely, that, that part was outstanding looking in Monday night. I, I just kind of get my head around to a national stadium's park and a, a Premier League team's park can be so awful compared to a team that's down in Ayrshire, um, they're in the lower leagues, and the park was phenomenal. There'll be a boring bit to that in that the Hamden's main problem wasn't great on the Saturday either, but the main problem was that they played twice on it in, in the space mm-hmm. of you know, a couple of days. Darvels, I don't think, had seen that much football, but it, that, 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 those are very minute things. That the, re- the reason the park's so good for that level is because spent good money on it, quite, quite simply. Yeah, listen, everyone would love a perfect pitch, but obviously, like you said, the amount of games that are on it, the weather plays a lot to do with it. As you said, the two semi-finals back to back. Um, it's very, very difficult for any grounds person to try and upkeep that. Um, listen, Darvel's pitch was fantastic, but there's one simple answer. Get Astro. Oh, that would have been <laughs> I don't think so. Um, what are the... David Martindale has been texting him, hasn't he? Um, don't say anything about that video of me in the dressing room and promote Astro turf pitches. Um, Gordon, this was Gordon Dale's main bugbear, actually, about the Aberdeen performance because he felt that Aberdeen's failure was made even worse because it was a good pitch. You know Fair. what I mean? Like sometimes you go to these smaller grounds, yeah. you're up against the conditions. Mm-hmm. If you're a Premier League team, you're going there, you should have been, thank goodness, thank goodness we've not been sent somewhere else. Look at this. We're going to show who's boss here. And Mike, mm-hmm. it was the opposite. Yeah, listen, I know where Gordon's coming from and it's an excuse. It's you can give Aberdeen but that excuse is taken away when you see the surface no that's what I'm saying Yeah, that, that, that makes it even yeah. worse for Aberdeen yeah. that, they, that they did lose yeah uh, listen there's no t- you can't get away from that game Darvel or what six divisions below five divisions below and didn't look out of place against Aberdeen so you can't take away from that I, th- I think we said I mean I'm, I'm not an expert on surfaces but the stadiums get taken into I know Hamden's quite open but you know, Darvel. Someone's going to phone and tell Ayrshire, us about the geography, the Ayrshire, Ayrshire. geographical differences <laughs> have been nearer the coast or I, I, something. I don't know. I, I don't know. But um, you, I think you just have to congratulate them and their surface and, and the way they've went about their business. Are you in any way surprised that as we stand here tonight, Jim Goodwin is still the Aberdeen manager? You're asking me? Both of you. Uh, yes. Yes. Because I, I, I think I said on Friday that you listen. What do you do? Just change the manager over and over again. I think just on the back of the defeat against Hearts and then to go to Darvel, whether he deserves it is another question. But in modern football, I'm surprised, yeah. Knee-jerk reactions on the back of results like mm-hmm. that, I'm surprised. Yeah, but that's because that is the, an important. It's important to frame the question that way. I don't expect you, Marvin, to stand and say, I think Jim Goodwin should have yeah. been sacked. But just with the way things are, maybe a lot of people had expected it by now. Yeah, no, I think, you know, there's been a lot of fans and a lot of calls for it. But obviously, you know, the club still believe in him. You know, if he's still there, obviously... Is that the way you see it, though? Or can can this still change over the weekend? Oh, no, listen, football can change. It can change tonight, you know. But I think at this moment in time, you know, for him to still be in the job, obviously the club believe in a project that that he's putting forward to them. You know, the way they're going to go about it. Um, You know, they've got Hibs at the weekend. I think it's a massive, massive game for him. And I think they all are at this moment in time, but they believe Jim can turn it around. And there's no doubt about it. Jim will believe in himself that he can turn it around. He's a manager with a lot of experience and and I hope for his sake that he can do it. Uh, Thanks, Stephen. That was Stephen in Coatbridge, 01419511025. How are you two faring with this teaser? We're looking for the most recent player to score a league hat-trick. Nisbet. 
Ben Stewart team For each team in the Premiership Yes Kevin Nisbet And we'll get maybe more about him in a second Shankland You've got Shankland for Hearts Dykes for Livy and Forrest for Celtic Oh we already had him Tony what? For Dundee United No Going way back for Dundee United How how far back? 2013 What's happening producer Cal? No hat-trick scorers When I was there? 2013 Uh, Oh yeah probably You should know Trick. Still not got that Rangers one. I want to say someone really random here. Is he a midfielder? No, but no. Okay, he's just lesser spotted at times. Had you? No. Something's in my mind. He's still there. Yeah. Scott Wright's not scored. No. Oh, Roof. Yes, Kimar Roof. Okay, we'll try and get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here I mean during the break Simon's been getting crisis messages from home Just to make sure that the haggis is going to be right for <laughs> his arrival um, Marvin Bartley in the space of 10 minutes The offers for burn suppers have dried up Really? Do you believe? Yeah, wow. not no more um, Not as dry as Simon's haggis is going to be <laughs> dried up anyway. Sorry, sorry to Mrs Donnelly if she's listening I'm sure that's not the case at all Um how are you faring on this teaser now? You've had a bit of thinking time to name me the latest player for each team in the top flight to score a hat trick. You've got Roof for Rangers, Forrest for Celtic, Dykes Levy, Shankland Hearts, Nisbet Hibbs, Johnny Russell, Dundee United. Well yeah. done. Yep. Van Veen. Absolutely. Well done. That's only three to get. That's quite good, you know. When was the St. Mirren one? What year? I got, I got a random one. Can I just throw it out there? A beaker. No, it's probably a Who have we still to get? Touch the before him If you two get the St Mirren one I will be amazed Alright, let's go for St Johnson instead Stevie May No oh. Hmm Against Motherwell as a theme here. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's a few guys on this list <laughs> If you need a hat trick, roll up uh, He'll sort you out McLean Yes Yes it is It's Stephen McLean Well done Okay two to get You've got Ross County And St Mirren Good luck Is all I've got to say for you Watch this for a seamless transition You've given me Kevin Nisbet As part of the Teaser Now hold on actually Before we Before we go any further Have we got a bit of, Is it a bit of Breaking news Aberdeen have released A statement From Chairman Dave Cormack In the last Five minutes or so Breaking news coming out of Aberdeen. It says we recognise Monday's disastrous result. It was totally unacceptable. It added insult to injury after poor results against Hearts and following a strong performance in the semi-final against Rangers. Um, We had full and frank meetings. It wasn't an easy conversation, but it was necessary. And from our wider discussions, we believe the squad are behind the manager. Jim will be in the dugout on Saturday. However... Um, we are seeking an immediate response from him and the players. That's what basically what I was saying. Um, me and McCormick should work together. Yeah. No, but listen, in, in all seriousness, obviously, you know that the club still feel that he's the right man for the job. It sounds to me though that they need a, a need a victory on on Saturday against Hibs. That you know their away form Aberdeen mm-hmm. has has been pretty poor, poor this season. So if you're going to get a response, it's going to need to be a big one. Um, you know, two clubs probably who are 
both should be higher than they are at this moment in time. It used to be called the dreaded vote of thanks. Yeah. Since we were talking about cliches earlier, Simon. Uh, vote of thanks, vote of confidence, sorry. Um, no, but I'm, ple- I'm pleased for Jim. Yeah. You know, that he's had that state of execution. I think, uh, as I said earlier on, it would have been no surprise because the nature of football these days, chairman, owners, you know, knee jerk <laughs> reactions. So, yeah, they've acknowledged the, the last two results. I was saying to somebody yesterday, it's funny in football because. He was standing at the touchline against Rangers in the League Cup semi-final 1-0 up mm-hmm. a week later you know in football so much has happened so yeah it's a massive game at the weekend massive game for both teams Hibs on the on the, the disappointment of the, the derby loss as well so that is a big I, one at the weekend I, I quite like clarity it saves everyone mm-hmm. you know what why not why why not clubs should should speak to their fans and by the way lots of Aberdeen fans disagree with the statement believe me I've had good yeah. fun reading Twitter there in the last 30 seconds um, at least you know where you stand there's a bit of clarity however my only what you, slight query what do you do do you just keep changing for like, every time exactly and in Hibs so are in a similar boat you can't just keep, just changing, keep changing managers but, but to then go slightly against that again is he is he still is he still gone if they lose two 0 at Easter Road on Sunday? It sounds yeah, Saturday, like that. sorry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like. Listen, this is your last chance, and you need to. But <sighs> as a manager, that's the case. Yourself. What's the point in that? But, I mean, it's, it's his squad, it's his team. He's been there for a long enough period now that Jim obviously feels that you know if he's been told that, you know, and by the strongly worded statement, it sounds that way that he still believes that he can turn it around, and he needs just one game to do that. And he'll go in there and to the players and say, "Listen, if you do back me, I need a performance out of you today yeah. because my job's on the line." Everyone yeah. knows where they stand. So if the players are going to run through brick walls for him, it starts on Saturday. If they don't oh, do it, then I know, but Martin's they, on the wall. I get what you're saying, but who out there didn't know the importance of not losing to Darville the other night, you know? Well, yeah. who, who would have thought losing to them you could survive the job? I didn't think so. Maybe yeah. Jim didn't, wouldn't have th- even thought so himself. I don't think there's anyone out there that would have thought they could have lost to Darville when he stays in the dugout. He has, clearly he's got a little bit of credit left in the bank and you know hopefully he can build that up over time. Hmm, interesting, interesting. I'm just reading through the the replies on Twitter and it's um, yeah, not entirely imagine. complimentary um, at all. Um, Fair play to the club as well, by the way. As you said, Simon, it'd been easy to have a knee-jerk reaction. You know, they brought Jim in for a reason. You know, they paid compensation for him for a reason because they believed in him and, and still they still Listen, have that belief. So, the management is so volatile. Yeah. It's mm. as volatile now as I can remember. He's got a massive game at the weekend. Jim will back himself to go and get a result. If you get a result there, you mm. kick on. That's the thing. It's football. It's, it can change in a week. Very easy for me to say because it makes no difference to me. So I get why the Aberdeen fans would say, I don't care about the clarity, I don't care about the communication because we want them gone mm. and, and it's the wrong decision. So fine, I respect that. The, the bit that just, I'm not sure how it sits. I was reading through it and it all okay, fine. Is the bottom line is it beat Hibs or you're gone? I mean, is that is mm. that is that how literal it should be taken? Possibly, because if so, I know. Then, then that's when I would question what's the point in the in the clarity, the communication. So, Why not just let? I mean, we're we're Wednesday night. Let it go to Saturday. What would you rather than they say to him, "You're mm. going now," or you have a job to save your game? If it was you in that position and you believed in yourself, maybe you're speculating. You might have said, "Give me the game." Yeah, give me the game. Like, sure, and I'll show I'm you sure something different. Do you think? Well, listen, we spoke football. Is such a it can be such a precarious business, you mm. know. Aberdeen could completely dominate Hibs at the weekend, completely start to finish, lose to a disgraceful refereeing decision, or lose to the luckiest goal you've ever seen. You know, I I I generally don't get the logic of anything ever coming down to just one 
one game. But it's not though. It's been the period he's been there sure. that hasn't been good enough. Yeah, but and if that, you're saying he's that's... the manager now and it and it rides on the weekend, if, yeah. it, if, it, if it is that literal, all managers are one game away from the sack, though, aren't mm-hmm. they? You know, Apart you're there you, one too early. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. And I've got Hugh coming as director of football, oh, so I'm saying the thought. The thought. <laughs> I was about to talk about Kevin Nisbet transfer speculation. Motherwell appear to be um, about to confirm a Japanese signing as well. Ryan Porteous I, I had great plans. I think we want to hear it. What do you want to stay? No, come on, give us thirty seconds quickly, quick fire. Well, you, you, su- you sum that up in thirty seconds. No, you can though, no, because you're What's the man. You? Ryan Porteous is due to leave Hibs, uh, according to Gordon, and sign for Udinese. Millwall, is Kevin Nisbet going to end up there? Yes. Are they in deep trouble if they sell him? Or does it just simply have to happen to rebuild? I would rather keep him to end of the season than sell him. Yeah. And how confident are you Motherwell's new Japanese signing will be better than Celtic's Japanese players all put together? Not very. Didn't think so. Uh, mm. On that note, right, that was that was your quick transfer round. Well Thanks, there. Dave Cormack. Um we're looking for the last Ross County player to score League Hattrick last St Mirren one as well Paul McNeil sent me a message naming the St Mirren one and says he'll buy you two a beer if you get it I'm going Ross County first it was Charles Cook it wasn't okay see when 10 minutes ago when you tried Charles oh, Cook it still wasn't him. was he in the same team on the other no. wing oh perfect Hongbo you were thinking of yeah no Come back about the oh. the St Mirren one was the I think it was the last. <laughs> What's Ross County got? He was a goal scoring machine I for think that it, season. Uh, I think it was the last day of the season. The St Mirren one at Dens Park that rings a bell. It was some sort of significant game. You'll never get the, the St Mirren one. Paul's beer money is safe. What, what year Should we was get it? the Ross County one? No, I want the beer money. What year was it? Has so the Ross um, County striker been round the block? No, not was, really. No, the, uh, St Mirren's was twenty nineteen. I need to put you Loan again, player? Mm, either loan no, or short term. The bills are safe. Cody Cook. No. Oh, Cody! I spoke to him yesterday. I don't even know who that is. The bills are uh, safe. And this, the Ross County one, I think he, he scored some significant goals. Did he not score in a League Cup? Jordan did he White. He scored in a League Cup final or he, and he, or he scored to knock Celtic out in the semis, something along those lines. 2018. Oh, I raised it from my memory. Dutch. Dutch. I think he was Dutch. Kind of winger or forward. Ah, oh, he played with Simon Murray as well, I think. Is it, did he play at Dundee United? No? Mm, no, I don't think so. Time up, Alex Schalk. No, that's no. definitely not him. Who Thank you, people? Marvin, Random Robbie names. Burns, and Simon. We're back tomorrow with Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. Callum Gallagher is up next.